hello hello i am i'm gonna do a very short episode and i know i said that last time and it ended up being like 25 minutes which is not even, not even that long anyway but in the age of um tiktok and vine, vine doesn't even exist anymore truly know that you know short videos or short you know short bursts of the thing anyway i was gonna do a quick explainer on this whole um there was news that came out I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago that eight um, West African countries that are former French colonies are going to make their own, you know, common currency. And obviously this news was greeted with some fanfare, you know, like, oh, yes, finally they're breaking away from French colonialism. And, but I was always very suspicious because the, um, I think it was the Malian president that gave the announcement. He gave the announcement standing next to the French president, which... That just didn't make any sense, you know. That would be like, um, I don't know, Frederick Douglass or something, standing next to one of the American presidents and saying, oh, you know, now we're going to declare uh, a sovereign black nation, you know, take some piece of America and, you know, make it into our own nation. And, for, and um, you know, the American president standing there, like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. Of course he's not going to say that. <laughs> They're the ones doing the imperialism to it, and that makes no sense. So... It caused me to do some digging to see what's really, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, which they don't report a lot of the time, isn't it? And so when I read, which first of all, I should point out by saying this is obviously a bad move anyway, regardless of, you know, the colonialism or imperialist implications. Even if these countries were truly breaking away from France, establishing a common currency amongst eight countries is not the way to do it like that's just not that's a lateral move it's not a backwards move because in fact most countries are moving away from common currency and establishing their own which is where you really want to go because that gives you the most flexibility financially when you spend a common currency across two three four eight states like the way this one does there's huge restraints on the government which again these currency things have always been a boondoggle for big business because that's what they like because government spending is incredibly constrained which means there's a lot of well there's no choice but but for the private sector to step up and they don't have to step up in fact they can just step up for stuff that they know will be incredibly beneficial for them so not only will they get huge state subsidies to build these things they will also do it on the backs of the people because when they build it it's going to be like even if it's 20 25 privately um funded and the rest of the money came from the government they'll basically be able to privatize it straight away and say you know it's a public private partnership so we have to get our money back and they'll be able to charge insane amount of money and this is why the eu and stuff like that work and that's why so many people hate the eu i know we don't see it in our country because you know, things are relatively okay. Obviously, I don't say that with reservation because we have what, 15, 16 million people in poverty. So I don't say that's so good. But compared to the poorer countries in the EU, like Greece and, you know, the other Middle Eastern, Middle European countries who the EU are really like putting a shift to, it's a lot worse for them. So that's why they hate the EU. So I know, like, for example, when the EU referendum came out, you're like, you didn't even know people cared about the EU that much. It's actually a perfect example of this. A few years ago, there was a bridge collapse in Italy. And the um, I think it was the mayor of the town blamed the EU for it, which is actually, it was actually true. When you went to it, the EU should have allocated funding, but they didn't. They left it to the private sector. And the private sector, you know how they are. 
things could murder people and they were still like oh no it works perfectly fine because obviously they don't want to invest in anything they just want to keep it as bare as they can and make as much money as they can so this is what happens when you have common currency there's huge budget constraints you can't spend as much as you want because you can't run a huge deficit because you don't print the currency that's the key thing printing your own currency is the way to go fiat currency everyone realized this 30 40 years ago but somehow some countries are not late to the party but i'm sure there was a lot of french obviously influence basically you know standing over there with a club in their hand forcing them to do it so it was essentially a massive pr move for france to make it seem like oh we're not you know we're not involved anymore and these countries are deciding their own fates and you know stuff like that whereas behind the scenes they're the puppet masters because france have been getting a lot of bad pr in um, the french west african region because of their their stupidness and their brazen imperialism they have this president of the world macron who thinks you know because he's young and stuff like that he can just continue ruling the world and every time he goes to west africa it's always quite embarrassing because one of the kids and the younger people stand up to him and be like why are you guys still here you know we know your history in the in our in our region and we'll be like oh no that's the past you know don't think that way that that happened to your you know ancestors now we're all friends like what the hell are you talking about but anyway that's how clu- it's not clueless that's how evil this this man is so when i started to read the um the details behind the currency it says each country in the currency cannot have a budget deficit of more than three percent of gdp which again that's so ridiculous that essentially means if the country gets in revenue i don't know 45 46 billion dollars they can only spend three percent more of that which would be about 48 or so million dollars billion dollars sorry and again this is not how especially developing countries which a lot of these countries are this is not how it works you need to spend you're almost gonna run a budget deficit every year like in fact some countries run budget deficits of 70 80 percent because you need to invest in your country in your economy like that's how these things work especially when you're talking about like lifting people out of poverty and stuff like that this requires huge state spending you're not going to leave people out of poverty by you know emboldening the private sector that's not how it works so when you're going to limit countries that are developing they're trying to you know get people out of poverty and so you can only spend three percent more than you're getting it's almost like saying to a business that's gonna grow or you can only spend three percent more than you're getting obviously you have to spend money to make money you have to invest it makes no sense to just limit yourself that way but this is what common currencies do so when you look at it from this perspective it's actually almost worse than the french one i guess it's not because i don't know you know maybe in terms of sentimentality probably that's the only reason and this is going to be incredibly tough for these countries to do because not much is going to change they can't spend anything but i guess the only difference now is france will have the excuse that oh it's not us you know is you know it's i don't know look at your leaders you guys have a common currency now sort it out amongst yourself so that was one of the one of the lies that was told about this currency and obviously there was the whole issue of um what was it called the the, the Fr- french were like oh no, no the eco this is the new currency that's what it's called it's not c- controlled by the french you know it's just you know we don't do anything about it but the country the current the value of the currency is still tied to the the euro which again this is very problematic this is problematic and stupid because 
the value of a currency, obviously it's relative to other currencies, but it's relative in terms of you know, your personal economic outlook. So the euro is worth what it's worth relative to the pound and the dollar because it's a European currency. So when they're you know, trying to do the valuations and stuff, I'm sure there's some complicated maths, but not really. What they're really looking at is, you know, how much can we buy stuff in terms of... And obviously because it's one continent, relatively, and obviously there's France, England, Germany. Obviously England doesn't spend the euro, but we can, if you're trying to convert euro to pounds... You can look at a reasonable conversion. I mean, if you want to buy bread in France or bread in England, the cost is probably going to be around the same in terms of one pound to, I don't know, one euro, 20 or something like that. But whereas you're talking about an African country where their GDP is a lot less, less their economic, you know, their, the product of the economy, the import, the export, stuff like that are a lot less. And you're still mandating that the value of their currency be tied to a currency that's spent five, 6,000 miles away. How's that going to work out? It's not. That's that's the, that's what that's just a fact. It's not gonna work out. What you're gonna have is incredible fluctuations because the value of the currency can't be controlled, and they can't even spend that much of it. And this is again just great for investors because it will mean that whereas one euro in France will buy you a loaf of bread, one euro in Burkina Faso will probably buy you ten loaves of bread. Because the reality of the currency is different, you know. The reason why bread in France costs one euro is probably because, you know, some of it is subsidised. And just the value of the French economy in general, you know. It's almost like saying, if today, knowing that one pound is like 450 naira, the Nigerian government said, we're going to peg the naira and the pound together. So one naira is going to be one pound. But just that doesn't make any sense because it's not going to change overnight where the cost of bread will now still be one pound because that's just not what it is. Because we knew before that one naira was like 400 and something pounds. So even if they say we're going to peg the cost of naira, the cost of naira to, to pounds, you might have on the exchange market one naira being one pound. But in this country, you can buy bread for one pound. Whereas in Nigeria, when you have one pound, you'll be able to buy five loaves of bread. But obviously most Nigerians just don't have pounds like that so what you're gonna have is investors in this country it'll be very good for them because for one for one pound here they can buy a loaf of bread whereas in nigeria they can buy 10 loaves of bread but the nigerian people themselves don't have that same benefit so it's not like the nigerian people can just have 10 pounds in nigeria and just say you know let's come here and you know buy whatever we want and also they just don't have that much money anyway because 10 pounds to them will be incredibly hard to get I don't know if that makes any sense. We have explained it. But the whole point is it's a huge boondoggle to private investors, especially foreign private investors, because even the private ones are probably going to struggle with the same thing. So the whole thing was a complete scam. And I think the French have basically been colluding with a lot of jihadis to destabilise these countries as an excuse for keeping staying there. I know sounds far-fetched, but the US have been doing the same for centuries. In fact, it came out this um this year that the US basically engineered a fake chemical weapons, you know, fiasco. So they could use that as an excuse to bomb Syria and say, oh, we have to stay in Syria because, you know, they're using chemical weapons. Another nonsense BS. So somehow when they bomb them just normally, that's okay. But it's the chemicals. That's what we really object to.
these sort of things are just a lie but anyway let's start i'll do that quick economic update all is not what it seems they all lies and um i'll leave you with that so you know if you if you read this story and you're thinking oh this is good news for you know west african countries or whatever taking back control it's not really any of that sort and um i'll leave it there i wanted to make this a short episode so i'm not gonna keep rambling on i will be doing a series of interviews i'm trying to make this um an open source platform so i want people to come on and you know give me their views not just on conventional politics of what's happening with you know geopolitics and stuff like that but just general politics personal politics because i i want to give i want to make it like a you know a people's voice kind of thing we hear enough from the so-called pundits and experts let's hear from ordinary people so i'm going to be inviting any and everyone to come on i'm going to have the, some questions to ask you anyway so don't worry about it it's not like you just want to come on and feel like you have to keep on talking and talking It'll be a conversation about your personal politics. It doesn't have to be about, like I said, politics, like what's going on in general. It could be, you know, dating politics. It could be your racial politics. You have opinions about that. I'm sure everyone has opinions. That's all I want to say. So I'm sure if you have, if you can have opinions, which I'm sure everyone can, you're free to come on. It won't be. It can be as long as you want. It can be twenty minutes. It can be an hour. That's fine too. So, this is an open invite. If you listen, if you're listening to this and you feel like you know you want to get some things off your chest you know it can even be social stuff you know you have some opinions about where we have some social stuff going on that's okay too maybe a trend in social stuff or something social stuff that's happened in the past either one i'm open to any and all suggestions so um just drop me a message if you're interested in doing that like i said my first interviews will probably be coming out next week and um you might know some other people coming on, you might not. Either way, hopefully that inspires you to come on as well. And um, I'll leave it there. Have a great day, guys. Mm-hmm.